and welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 at hitthatline.com, where you can also find some additional great content dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas, Chad Morris getting some big-time recruits and added a big one today. We're going to get into that, as well as look forward to Alabama this weekend and also a game in Little Rock at 6.30 p.m. against Ole Miss. Why is it so important? Might be one of the more important games that you see this year. So we'll go ahead and start it off with the big news of Trey Knox. If you haven't heard that name, I don't blame you. It kind of came out of nowhere. But Trey Knox is a wide receiver out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. He is a four-star wide receiver. He's six foot five. Okay? Big-time receiver who had offers to Clemson. He had offers to Tennessee, to Auburn, to many other schools across the country, especially in the SEC. And he decided to call the Hogs and commit to the University of Arkansas. Now, this is an adding to another already pretty great class for Arkansas. And I got to just give kudos to Chad Morris and his staff, the fact that you're able to bring in some big-time recruits with all the circumstances that you have and all the things that you really aren't doing well at right now as far as on the field. You're one in one in five essentially or one in four essentially. So it's basically you got to take whatever you can get. But getting a guy like Trey Knox, a guy who you know that you could really help out in a major way that adds four wide receiver, elite wide receivers to this 2019 class. And if you look at, depending on the recruiting rankings you look at, it puts Arkansas into a top 15 recruiting cast as we speak. Now that would be the highest recruiting class ranking that Arkansas has ever had since they started actually taking recruiting class rankings. So what does that mean? Uh, rankings, what does it mean? Well, here's what I got to say about Chad Morrison and that fact is that he is obviously an elite recruiter. He knows what he's doing more so than any other coach that's probably been at Arkansas. He knows how to get elite talent from outside the state of Arkansas to come into the program. And there's still some other pieces that need to be added in. Maybe they can find a way to get Hudson Henry, another four-star tight end. Maybe they can find a way to get some JUCO offensive linemen or maybe some grad transfers. Dare I say Kelly Bryant, the former Clemson quarterback. Maybe they can work that in. And, and that's exactly what Chad Morris needs more than anything, is to have a good, great, solid recruiting class heading into 2019 because at the end of this season when you look back at the games that happened during the season itself and you're going to say well it wasn't a very good year only one two three or four games it wasn't great so what do we have to look forward to next season what do we get to see next season what can you give us a reason to buy season tickets to watch this crap what do we got to see what can you give us well, he can give you a great recruiting class. And I think that that right there is more important than anything right now. Because how do you get out of this mess, folks? We've talked about it on the podcast before. How do you get better? How do you overcome some of the adversity, some of the things that's really hit home with you? You recruit yourself out of it. And Chad Morris has done a good job. Now, you want to see some more offensive linemen, which I think they'll get. You'll, I also think that you'll see some more players possibly transferring out of Arkansas to open up some scholarship opportunities. I think you'll see that as well. There'll be more opportunities down the road and heading down this way. And I think it's fantastic for Arkansas and for Chad Morris. And if you're a Razorback fan, it just got to give you a lot of hope. It's got to make you feel really good about the future. Now, 
to have a commitment like Trey Knox is hopefully just one of many to come. But I, I just can't believe that they are doing such a good job in the recruiting base, knowing what they have in their program right now, knowing that Chad Morris isn't the biggest name coach of all time, knowing that the Arkansas program is a very hard program to recruit at. But I think he's almost proven my point that I've been saying for a long time that Arkansas is really not that hard to recruit at as long as you just have a good coach. As long as you have somebody in place that's able to have people buy into the program, it's not a hard place to recruit at all. I think that was a very overrated, overused excuse in a lot of ways. And the offense has been Chad Moore's bread and butter, and it's not that good this year, but I think it will get better. And it will get better with time. It'll get better with better players. And you have four big-time wide receivers coming in. That's just to add to the pieces. You'll have a great running back crew still next season. You'll still have some pretty solid tight ends, especially if you're able to get Hudson Henry and keep Cheyenne O'Grady happy. And I mean, that guy's good. Jeremy Patton, I know he'll be gone. But, you know, you'll still have some pieces there. Now it's just about the offensive line and the quarterback situation. What's that going to look like? Who's going to be added into that mix? Time will tell. But this is reasons, these are reasons to get you excited for the next year and for the future. And I just don't understand why we can't, as a, as a collective group, and this is going to be local media and national media, just understand that Arkansas is a place that you can recruit at a high level. You're not going to get the greatest in-state talent year in and year out. I think we all understand that. But what's to keep you from bringing in elite talent from surrounding states, from places like Tennessee or Texas or Oklahoma? Or Louisiana? Is it just because you're that far away? Is it just the location, location, location? Is that the most important thing in business? Of course it has some importance. But in today's day and age, when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to having the ability to call home or FaceTime with your families and be able to make trips and then be able to have the highways that are set up to make it so easier, much easier to get home into different places, I think that's important. And if he can, Chad Morris can keep doing this and keep building this up and keep building this monster of recruiting, there's no telling what can be possible. There's no telling what can happen. If he's doing this good of a job when his team's sitting at one and four, how good is he going to be when they're sitting there at coming off an eight and four season? If they win a couple of big games in the SEC, how good is the recruiting going to be then? Is the defense going to be better? Is the offense going to be better? It's a special teams. Lord, is the special teams going to be better? You certainly hope so. But how can it all change on a dime? I think this is a great start. And I know it's, it's exciting. I, I mean, anytime you're doing this during the season, it's an exciting time. You hope that all these kids stay signed or stay committed and then sign during either the early signing period or at least by February. And Arkansas, dare I say, because just imagine, folks. Imagine if they got Hudson Henry. And a couple of other guys that are four stars that are really looking at Arkansas. Just imagine. That would more than likely put you into a borderline top 10 team in recruiting. Top 10. Top 10. You've never been top 10. Never under Petrino. Never under Nutt. Never under Bioma. Never been a top 10 team. And yet when you finally get your top 10 recruiting class... It's going to be coming off of a year where you didn't even make a bowl game. Didn't even come close to making a bowl game. That's pretty miraculous in itself. Kudos to Chad Morris and his staff. Hopefully they can keep it going. And hopefully we can have more discussions on more big-time players coming to Arkansas because I don't know if you guys heard about this, but to win football games in the SEC, 
you got to have talent. And you don't get that talent unless you get them to your campus. It's as simple as that. Hey, we all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. We love to do all those things. I know I enjoy it, especially concerts. Haven't been able to go to many because of football season, but that's neither here nor there. But when that time arrives, when that time comes, I'm going to go with Vivid Seats, where they're going to help me attend the concert, show, and sporting event of my choice and at a great price. And I offer, I want you guys to do the same thing. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off of orders, $200 or more, to save even more money go to the app store or google play and download the vivid seats app use promo code locked on for twenty dollars off orders of two hundred dollars or more as a new customer of vivid seats every purchase is backed by a 100 buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more vivid seats has it all download the app and enter promo code locked on for twenty dollars off orders of two hundred dollars or more as a new customer of vivid seats make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let vivid seats help you get to your favorite live event you are locked on Razorbacks your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast all right moving on to the next segment of the podcast it was announced today just like it normally is of when Arkansas will be facing their opponent not this weekend but the next weekend and timing wise and after Alabama next weekend you have the game in Little Rock against Ole Miss now this is always a weird one because and this is probably going to upset some people but this is a neutral side game folks this is not a home game this is a neutral side game and it's going to be a night game so you don't have to worry about having three straight 11 a.m kickoffs this game will be held at 6 30 p.m on the sec network next saturday i don't want to turn this into the great stadium debate i say that many times and i'll keep saying it but i think it is appropriate to bring this up to if you're listening to this podcast and you enjoy games being in Little Rock you enjoy going to War Memorial Stadium every single year at least once and watching the Razorbacks play in that stadium this is for you go to the game if you want games to continue in Little Rock if you want games to be extended in the contract to get more game, possibly more games in our in Little Rock at War Memorial Stadium, go to the games. Because I'm telling you right now, the University of Arkansas is looking for any excuse, any excuse whatsoever, to rip this game out of Little Rock. And it may happen anyways. But it's clearly stated in the contract with War Memorial Stadium that a certain ticket sales requirement has to be met around 48,000 and if that does not happen in this game or next year's because yeah next year's game against Missouri then the contract can be null and void and Arkansas can pull that game for future games out of Little Rock so if you love those games so much and if you're one of those people that Throw your hands up and get so angry and so frustrated because they're trying to take games out of Little Rock. Here's your chance. Here's your chance to make a statement. Go to the games. You have one shot, one game this season. Go to the game. If I, I'm telling you, if I have to watch this game 
and I'm sitting there in the press box. And I understand bad weather can come in, and so we'll have to play that by ear. But if it's a nice day, been a nice night, and the tailgating's been great, and it's kickoff, or at least well into the first quarter of the game against Ole Miss, and I look around and I see big patches, big empty seat areas of empty seats, I certainly hope that they yank that game out of Little Rock quicker than your head can spin. Because I've been an advocate for someone who doesn't want the games in Little Rock. I mean, just being honest. I'm a Fayetteville guy. I've never liked the games being in Little Rock. I, but now, after living in Little Rock for a little bit, I at least understood a little bit of the, the magic that's been there. I, I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. But now, you have to get it done. You have to show up to the games. Because there's no more excuses. And if Arkansas fans can't show up into that game, if the Little Rock fans can't show up in that game, they're too busy having a good time at the tailgate, yank it. Take it out. Because I don't want to see it there again. It's a neutral site game. If your home team has to travel to a game, it's not a home game. It's either a neutral site game or it's a road game, but it's not a home game. So you already have that going against you. You're playing in a stadium that is, quite frankly, a dump. By SEC standards, it's a dump. You don't have nice locker rooms. You don't have nice anything. You have Coca-Cola products, I'll give you that. But you got nothing that is a redeeming quality of the facility. At all. The clock malfunctions every game, for crying out loud. So you don't have that to hold your head on to. Oh, but John, the tailgating is great. Who cares? Who cares? U of A does not care about tailgating. And they're the ones that ultimately are going to make this decision. So I'm doing this, and I'm saying this for your benefit, for your understanding, for all of you that want to keep games in Little Rock, go to the game. No excuses. Because, if it, again, if it's empty, or we have a lot of seats missing in this game against Ole Miss, done. Done. I don't want to hear it again. In fact, I, I hope that the contract, when it comes to an end, they just stop it in games in Little Rock. If the facility had improved itself and try to keep up with the times, I understand that there are limitations. But if I'm a Razorback football player and I'm playing in a palace in my home stadium and I don't get many chances to play in my home stadium because I've already got a game in Arlington and we've already given up an SEC game to Little Rock, if I'm playing in a palace, but then once a year, I have to go to a quote-unquote home game that people try to tell you that it's a home game. And it's a dump. I don't really want to play there. I don't. I don't know anybody that would want to play there. I don't blame anyone for wanting to get out of there as soon as possible. But I am one of the few media members that's at least not based in Little Rock that's holding on to this little thread of keeping the games there. But if you don't show up, I'm done with you. I'm over it. It's done. You don't deserve a Razorback football game in order. Sorry. That's the cold hard truth. You know, maybe, maybe you guys will be able to shock me. Maybe you'll actually have people there in the stands. Maybe. Prove me wrong. But for some reason, I just don't see it.
You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on to the final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I want to bring this up, too, because if you're watching the Arkansas-Texas A&M game, you saw Jimbo Fisher yank, grab the face mask of one of his players that caused a whole chain reaction of overreaction on social media, just like so many things do. And it just looked like it was really violent. And Jimbo Fisher met with the media, and you know, the player even tweeted out support of Jimbo Fisher, saying, hey, it wasn't that big of a deal. But there were so many people that were out there that were just appalled. Uh, they could not believe that Jimbo Fisher would do something like this. He obviously hates his players. That's abuse. That's that's just not that's not even you should, there's no place for that in college football. And I can't even fathom people who believe this way. This was a non-factor. It was no big deal whatsoever. And if you haven't been able to see it, just go on YouTube and search it. I, the fact that the reaction was so over the top when a coach does this. Is almost laughable. I didn't play college football. I didn't. Uh, but I know that in junior high and even in high school, there were times where my coaches grabbed my face mask, kind of knocked me upside the helmet. wasn't hard or anything, just kind of popped it. Hit me on the shoulder pads a little bit to get me psyched up and to you know try to get me to overcome some things. I mean, it was just part of it. And I don't see any problem with it. And if some players see problems with it, then they probably don't need to be playing football, quite frankly. But I just crack up laughing at people who do these things. Who get so butthurt about this. And I don't even like Jimbo Fisher. I don't even like Texas A&M. But if I see the players coming out and supporting Jimbo and saying, guys, this is not that big of a deal. Chill out. We're completely fine. We're all good over here, man. I support my coach. And there's still people that feel like there's no place for it in college football. Give me a break. It's probably the same people that feel like you shouldn't boo during a college football game. Boo a home team. Baloney. You paid your tickets. For your tickets, you paid your money. Do whatever you want. You want to boo, boo. These are men out there. They're 18-year-old men. I know that they're still kids, but they're men. They're adults. They can handle it. It's the same thing with this deal with Jimbo and the face mask. That kid can handle it. And he tweeted as much. And Jimbo basically thinks it's a non-factor. And he's rightfully so to say so. There is no reason to overreact, to jump to conclusions, to start freaking out over the smallest things like this when there are serious problems going on in college football. And the fact that people are even still up in arms about this is just a joke. It's hilarious. It's, it's just... <laughs> There's so many things, so many adjectives I would love to use, but my goodness, it's just a, it's a hoot. So anyways, I'm in actual full support of Jimbo Fisher. I don't like Jimbo Fisher. I don't like Texas A&M, but when it comes to something as stupid and as simple as this, I got their back. kind of wish more coaches would do it, to tell you the truth. It'd be a lot more entertaining, be a lot more fun, but either way. You do you, Jimbo. I like your style, man. Appreciate everybody listening into the podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors, and we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.